Every distracted spirit has to be loosed out of this room. Every distraction bows knee to King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Oh, we lift you up, King Jesus. We lift you up, King Jesus. We lift you up, King Jesus. We lift you up. We lift you up, King Jesus. your hands come on lift your hands if you came here tonight not expecting God to do something you might as well leave we didn't come tonight to have play church have a normal church experience if that's what you want you're in the wrong spot we've come to push back hell we've come to have an encounter with Jesus so come on, lift your hands. Come on, we're going to break through right now. We're breaking through oppression, depression. We're breaking through every demonic force that has targeted you all week long. The devil is a liar. We're moving forward. We're moving forward. Come on. So, Father, we just say, have your way in this place. Have your way in this place. Have your way in this place. Spirit of God, come. King of glory, come. King of glory, come. King of glory come. King of glory come. Yay! Oh, we break in. We break through tonight. Oh!
so hungry, God. We're so desperate, God. We're so thirsty, God. Oh, come on, tell him how hungry you are tonight. Tell him how desperate you are tonight. interested in church as normal. I'm not interested in nominal church. I'm not interested in dead Christianity. We're calling on the living Jesus, the living God. We're calling on the fire of God. We're calling on the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. you know church has press through that press through that press through that press through nominal church press through dead church hey. we welcome the Holy Ghost we welcome the Holy Ghost we welcome the Holy Ghost hey. we welcome you we welcome Flames of fire fall again. Flames of fire fall again. Flames of fire. Flames of fire fall again. Flames of fire fall again. Flames of fire fall again. Use your heavenly language. Use your spiritual language. May you not yet ever call us Tony Alanadaya. May you not yet.
I am chosen, I am free, I am living for eternity. Free now forever, you picked me up, turned me around, you set my feet on solid ground. Yours now forever, come on tell him nothing. Nothing's gonna hold me back. I said nothing. Nothing's gonna hold me back. No, nothing's gonna hold me back. Hey. My chains fell off. My heart was free. I'm allowed to live for you. I'm allowed to live for you. How can it be? You wash my sin and shame away The slate is clean, it's a brand new day <laughs> Free now forever Now boldly I approach your throne To claim this crown, to Christ my own I'm yours now forever And nothing's gonna hold me back, no. Nothing's gonna hold me back. Nothing's gonna hold me back. My chains fell off, my heart was free. I'm allowed to live for you, Jesus. To live for you.
Jesus. We worship you, 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 Jesus. Hey, let me just speak to a little bit of awkwardness in the room. I want to speak to the awkwardness in the room. Now, when we get off beat because we can't hear, don't let it stop your worship. I shouldn't make your worship come up, and I shouldn't make your worship go down. There's only one king in the room, and it's Jesus. So if I'm on beat or I'm off beat, you should be worshiping. Amen? All right. Hallelujah. One king. One king. It's time to be free from the chains that have bound us. It's time to be free from the fear that paralyzes us. There's an army that's rising up in this hour. There's an army that's rising up in power. We've been given the keys to the king. Hey! Jesus' name, give a pushback praise to the kingdom. Hell won't prevail against us. Church, it's time to rise up. In Jesus' name, give a pushback praise. From the chains that have bound us, it's time to be free from the fear that paralyzed us. There's an army that's rising up in this hour. There's an army that's rising up in power. We've been given the keys to the kingdom. I said, Hell won't prevail against us. Church, it's time to rise up. In Jesus' name, give a pushback praise. Keys to the kingdom. I said hell won't prevail against us. Church, it's time to rise up. 
In Jesus' name, give a pushback praise. form can prosper against us. We serve a God of angel armies. So we take up our position as we praise these confusing the enemy. Your weapon form can prosper against us. We serve a God of angel armies. So we take up our position as we praise these confusing the enemy. No weapon form can prosper against us. We serve a God of angel armies. So we take up our position as we praise these confusing the enemy. 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 As we shout he's 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 confusing the enemy. We are the ones that will push back. 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 We are the ones that will push back.
church puts the devil on the run. The voice of the church puts the devil on the run. The voice of the church puts the devil on the run. The voice of the church puts the devil on the run. The voice of the church puts the devil on the run. The voice of the church puts the devil on the run. The voice of the church puts the devil on the run. The voice of the church puts the devil on the run. The voice of the church puts the devil on the run. The voice of the church puts the devil on the run. The voice of the church puts the devil on the run. The voice of the church puts the devil on the run. The voice of the church puts the devil on the run. The voice of the church puts the devil on the run. The voice of the church puts the devil on the run. The voice of the church puts the devil on the run. Hear the word of the Lord. I will lift my voice and pray. 
prophesy. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Breathe again, hear the word of the Lord. Come to life, hear the word of the Lord. I will lift my voice and prophesy. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Breathe again, hear the word of the Lord. Come to life, hear the word of the Lord. I will lift my voice and prophesy. 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 I'm 
breath, our hearts will cry, and these bones will sing. Jesus, we praise you, Jesus. Come on, use your voice. Worship, 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 worship. We worship you. Oh, we worship you. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We pour out a praise. We pour out a praise. We pour out our love. We pour out our love. We pour out our love. We pour out our love on you, Jesus. We pour out our love. We pour out our love. We pour out our love to you, Jesus. We adore you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. We adore you. Jesus, we adore you. We adore you, Lord. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, no one like you, no one like you, no one like you, Jesus. No one, no one like you, Lord. No one like you, Lord. No one like you, Jesus. praise oh we pour out our praise we pour out our praise we pour out our praise pour out our praise lord we pour out our praise we pour out our praise we pour out our praise pour out our praise we pour out our praise we pour out our praise we Pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. Pour out our praise. We 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 pour out
praise. We pour out our praise. How great are you, Lord? Great are you, Lord? Ha. Come on, let him touch you. Great are you, Lord? Oh, you've been so great. She walked into the room. She walked into the room and everybody stared at her. They say, what the fool fixing to do? This is Pastor John's paraphrase. What's she about to do up in here? And she walked by the fools. She walked by the religious spirits. And said, watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what you were supposed to do. You ignored the moving. I'm going to do what you're supposed to do. So she walked down the little hall where they were sitting. And she broke her box. Then all of a sudden, this beautiful fragrance filled the air. And she said, don't mind me, boys. I got to pour my love on him. I got to worship him. I got to praise him. So we pour out our praise. 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 Lord, we pour out our praise. 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 We 
Somebody, somebody needs to meet me right here and pour out your praise. Come on, some crazy worshipers need to get out of your seat and come pour out your praise. Come on, pour out your praise. 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 Oh, we pour out our praise. 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 We pour out Listen, if you want it, you can have it. The Lord just said this, that I'm sending a fresh Pentecostal wind, and if you want it, you can have it. And all you got to do is lift your hands, lift your hands, and say, I want it. Come on.
tonight the resistance is over. And the Lord says for as long as you have felt it, the Lord says I'm going to even give you a a, a double portion season of acceleration. And so Father right now in the name of Jesus stretch your hands this way. Every religious devil who has tried to resist this move, we say to hell with you in the name of Jesus.
can open by your spirit by the spirit of the Lord <laughs> revisit your roots <laughs> revisit your roots hey! Hey! for such a time as this I take years to prepare, prepare men for hours. I take years to prepare men and women for hours. Your hours coming. Hey! 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 Hallelujah. You're still there, good. Jesus. Y'all stay, stay here. Where's Brenda? Pastor Brenda. Okay. I'm nothing. We're nothing. This is Pastors Jason and April Blanchard from Thriving House here in Nederland. So if you didn't know. If you need a good church, <laughs> let's let's lay our hands on this couple again, and I just want to pray refreshing over them. It's a new season, Jason and April. It's a yeah. new season. So, Father, we lock arms right now with Jason and with April and with Thriving House, 
And Father, we thank you. It's a new season. It's a new day. Father, we thank you that you shut doors on past alignments. And God, you've opened new doors for new alignments. And Father, we release a fresh impartation of revival fire upon them unlike they've ever experienced before. And Father, let it begin now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for refreshing new strategies. Let the heavens open. Let the songs come forth. I feel like it's been a two-year birthing season. But delivery is here. Delivery is here. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Delivery is here. Stay up here, Brenda. And, and, and you come here too. Misty, come over here. And your husband, is he here? Robert. Lord told me to tell you all this. What started out as a fire in your city, and what is a fire beginning in this city, because you've joined hands, has become a wildfire. And he said it will not be put out but it's going to burn for the region because your heart, your heart, all of your hearts have been for this region. And, and there's been times when you thought, at our size, God, how can we bring an effective change? But he said, he's big. He's big. And because of his fire that he's pouring out and that you've both made up your minds to pursue at whatever the cost and revival cost. But because you said whatever it costs, God, we're not slowing down. We're pressing on. We're not going to give up. We're not going to settle for where we've been. But we're pursuing you at whatever the cost is. Because of that, the golden triangle is going to be known for golden because of the glory of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. Yay! Oh! <laughs> yeah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Wow. Wow. What are you doing? What's your key? What, what key are you in? You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship. We exalt your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. We lift our hands to worship. We exalt your holy name. For you are great. You do miracles so great. So no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. 
great, you do miracles so great, there's no one else like you, there is no one else like you, you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you, there is no one else like you. clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Well, give your neighbor a high five and you can be seated for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's nobody else like you. There's nobody else like you. Nobody else. Nobody else like you. Nobody else like you. Well, it's great to have you tonight here. Welcome. If this is your first time to the TGP, God bless you. We're so glad you're here. I believe God has got great and exciting things for this region. Amen? Amen. Amen. Again, I want to welcome Pastors Jason and April, Pastors Jim and Brenda. Any other pastors here tonight that I'm overlooking? God bless. Pastor Eric, good to see you, sir. Honor you guys. We love you. Thank you for being here tonight. <clears throat> Our region is experiencing a shifting. Churches are waking up. The body is waking up. Revival is being released to those of us who will receive it. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you're, you're a receiver of revival. Amen. Here we believe in uh, Pentecostal power. We speak in tongues. We read our Bible. We're aggressive in the spirit. We're not a seeker sensitive church. We're presence driven, Holy Ghost driven. And so if you want that, you're in the right spot. Amen. If you need a miracle, you're in the right spot. If you need healing, you're in the right spot. Hallelujah. What am I doing? What am I supposed to do? Thank you, Lord. What am I supposed to be doing? <clears throat> okay. Um, I want to uh, receive an, uh, an offering tonight for this meeting. And so I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. There is a bucket under my chair. If somebody will grab that. And um, I want you to consider to give tonight um, into this meeting. And then, of course, we have tomorrow morning at 10. And then tomorrow night at 6, Inviter over at Grace. And then, um, was that the last service? You have, and then Sunday morning at what time? 10.30? 10.30. And so, all of y'all need to show up at Grace tomorrow night at 6. And those of you that don't have a home church, go to Grace Sunday morning to experience 
um, more fire or you come here, whichever one. We're both on fire or thriving house. But I want to give you an opportunity to give tonight, so into this moment. And while you're getting ready, you can make your checks out to the gathering place, TGP. <clears throat> a few announcements real quick I want you to, uh, to know about. Uh, we have, of course, our conference at the end of June, June 24th through the 27th. Um, and so if you don't already know about that, there's a little handout on the back. You can pick that up. You can reg register for free, of course, at OpenTheHeavens.com. And um, make sure you're a part of that. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Pastors Kim and Paul, uh, Paul and Kim Owens will be back with us. Uh, the Fowlers will be with us. And uh, who knows who else will show up. We'll just wait and see. And uh, we're just believing God for just our, the, a continuation of what he's doing in this region. Amen. And so we're excited about that. We have Revival Weekend here uh, once a month. And our, our next one is, uh, is will be Open Heavens. Then the one in July. Um, is with Susan Richardson. So if you know Susan, she'll be with us in July. And so it's going to be a fun time. Um, any other announcements, guys? Huh? Anything else? Women's Conference in September, the 24th through the 26th. It's going to be a wonderful time. And so um, we have a lot going on, but everything revolves around the fire of God. Yeah. Revival, a move of God. We don't want to be, we don't want to be busy just to be busy. I mean, we want to be a, a church that's active, actively running toward the fire of God. Amen. We don't want to be busy. Just be busy, sick. All right. Let's, we're going to put a bucket up here in a moment, and um, you can come and drop your giving off, and we're going to sing a song. <clears throat> let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much that we're able to sow into a fertile atmosphere, a pregnant atmosphere of glory and power and revival. Father, I bless every single person here that will give and those that can't give. I thank you, Father, for a special blessing to be upon each person here. And Father, we thank you that the spirit of poverty is already broken. We thank you that lack is broken off of us. We thank you, Father, that in you we receive the richness of heaven. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to invite you to come forward and Oh, text to give. Thank you. If you want to text to give, you can do that too. Just text the word give. There it is. To 936-261-8142. Thank you so much for your giving. God bless you. You can also put it. There's a, there's a box in the back if you want to come up here. God bless you. Thank you so much for giving. nothing worth more that will ever come close no thing can compare your our living home your presence Lord I've tasted of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone in your presence Lord Holy Spirit you are welcome here Come flood this place. 
say how honored we are to have both of you here tonight and um, amen and I just just want to mention this I reached out to these guys um, I thought somebody tapped me on the shoulder Jesus we reached out to uh, Lydia and Nathan I don't know I don't know some months ago and um, I got, I started getting a phone call from Nathan. He said, hey, we have another church who's also reached out to us in this same area. I said, who? Who? who, who? And, uh, and of course, it was the Surratt's, Misty. Misty uh, reached out. And and uh, I'm just excited because it, it's, it's great to know that God is moving and that there's other regional pastors and churches who are going in the same direction. Misty and I didn't talk. We never, we never have really talked before until that moment. I know, I know. But I mean, but 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 God brought us together for such a time as this, and God's going to add other folks to the fire. And so, I'm excited. Can we stand and welcome Lydia, Marrow, and Nathan to Southeast Texas? church give Jesus that praise right now come on come on lift up your voice and bless the name of Jesus in here tonight we love you Lord Jesus hallelujah hallelujah well I tell you what it's been a minute since I've been in Texas but I gotta tell y'all I'm liking it sit down sit down 
For one thing, at lunch, I ate what has got to be the biggest taco I've ever seen in my life. Praise God, they say everything's bigger in Texas. What the heck are we doing in Florida? I don't, even, I don't know. I don't know. We've got good beaches, but I've never seen a foot-long taco before today. I got blessed. I felt like it was one of the most Pentecostal experiences I've ever had. Um, I'm probably the worst thing that's ever happened to your live feed, Pastor. I'm sorry. We've, we've all known each other for like five minutes, but I can tell I'm going to like y'all because y'all nuts. Y'all can, you know... I, I, you, I see a lot of Fresh Start t-shirts in here tonight. And I, you know, the first time I walked in there, we, we were over there to minister. Rachel Morris, they had not gotten Jessica and the team. They hadn't got a song out of their mouth yet. And Rachel Morris leans over to me and said, oh my gosh, Lids. I said, what? She said, these are your people. <laughs> this is your tribe. And I watched and everybody was extra crazy, super loud, very aggressive and very sweaty. And I was like, yeah, these are my people. I said that to say, y'all don't feel a whole lot different from that. So it's good to be in Texas tonight. I especially, I don't know if you're, if you are an attender at this church or one of the others, maybe you're not aware of the wonder that you're experiencing, but I want to honor all y'all pastors for being in the same room together and, and acting like family. That's amazing. You know what? I almost don't care what else happens tonight. Watching a bunch of pastors grab arms and pray over each other and love on each other. You know what? We could say in Jesus name, amen, and go home and we've had church. Now, you're not going to get off that easy. I'm just saying. Before we get into the word, let me tell you just a little bit about myself because it might help you. <laughs> might help you a little bit. Um, my husband said to tell y'all that he's going to talk for you a little bit in the morning, which is of great significance because he's probably the only British person in the room. That's usually how that goes. So if you want to hear somebody talk real pretty in British, drink your coffee in the morning and show the heck up, okay? Um, that's how that goes. Um, we've been married for almost nine years and all I've ever done to him is make his hair fall out. <laughs> when he got married, he had a full head of hair. Now, listen, here's the deal. He could have possibly, that hairline might have survived either me or working for Nathan Morris. But both of those things at the same time, he didn't have a prayer. So, could be worse, right? Come on. But um, a great deal of my crazy, because I am and I know it, and that's okay. I've embraced it. You should too. This weekend, this weekend will go better for you if you do. But a great deal of my crazy can be summarized like this. I'm third generation Pentecostal on both sides of my family. Now, here's the problem. And I know you are too, because you got them little church cords. I know who you are. <laughs> so, that, oh, look what she just did. A major three. I know what that was about. I grew up in them services too, because she's about to go, anointing, fall on me. And none of the white people going to know what's happening. It's great. <laughs> See, because y'all were, if y'all were in white church, y'all were over there going, this is the day. This is. We used to listen to the West Angeles Church of God and Christ. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. And you had a little boom chug going on. You didn't clap on one and three or you were out. You were in the flesh. All right. All right. <laughs> it's just how it was. 
Nathan don't know anything I'm talking about right now because they they don't. Mm -mm. They got to be more proper in the UK. Bless them. God save the Queen, you know. <laughs> but I think the Queen's the only one that is saved. We maybe need to say God save the rest of them because the rest of them are functioning in high level crazy. The Queen's all right. We need to transfer the prayers. She's as saved as she's going to get. And there's nothing you can do about the fact that she dresses like a canary. Get the rest of the family saved. <laughs> Like, anyway, I grew up in a, in a church in Augusta, Georgia. I'm not preaching yet, so don't dock me on my time, okay? You okay? Okay. I grew up in Augusta, Georgia, and the only thing in Augusta is the Masters Golf Tournament. And we used to have James Brown, too, but, you know, that was kind of a double-edged sword right there. Because, I mean, on the positive side, you had James Brown. Wow! You know, that's great. But then James Brown lived there, and he was the devil. So there's that. Okay. <laughs> they, it took about five years to wrap up his estate. Uh -huh. We won't talk about why. So we were, my granddaddy pastored the same Assembly of God church in Augusta. He was a pastor in that church for 46 years, wow. which, like, like, like I can't even, I have no frame of reference. I still can't process that. And he was, I believe, an apostle before people were really comfortable using that term. Now, he didn't really like you calling him pastor. He would say, just call me brother. Because we brothers and sisters, and I don't want no title junk. That's how he was, and that's how he raised me. But I believe he was an apostle before that terminology was very popular. He was flowing in miracles uh, on the regular. It was just normal for him. And and, and this is, uh, uh, y'all not going, you want to talk about real Pentecost for a minute? I'm talking about the stuff that works when you're not in this room. Okay, he saw more miracles outside the church than he ever saw in the church. And, he was known all over town because he'd been in town for 46 years. And so they would see he was a better cook than my grandmother. Now, she's still living. And I'm trusting y'all not to call my grandma and tell her I said that. <laughs> Don't nobody mess with me right now, okay? But he was a better cook. And he loved to go shopping all over town because he's going to find a deal. So he'd be in the grocery store. Somebody come up and say, preacher, I need you to pray for me. Well, nowadays, if you're going to be a preacher, you're probably going to have a little thing of oil with you, right? Just for such a time as that. But he didn't have that. So we'd pull out his chapstick. <laughs> you know? I didn't make the sign of it. Father, in the name of Jesus, right there in the frozen peas aisle. And somebody get hit by the power of God. I got a tube of that chapstick, Pastor. It's, you know, it's good stuff. It's so old, it's not going to fix your lips, but it brings back memories, okay? And. But my granddaddy, along the way, okay, granddaddy stayed steady. I've never, ever known another human being embody faithfulness like my granddaddy. He stayed steady. His walk with God was every single day. There was never a fluctuation. I knew that if I spent the night at my grandparents' house, because, you know, the grandparents is where you get anything in the world you want. You know, I knew where my help come from. Where, go up and spend the night at my grandparents' house. You'd hear him in the mornings. First thing he's going to do, he got his little old man pajamas on, and he's got his hair. It's all stuck up like a rooster. Now, the rest of the day, it was going to be real cute with all the hairspray because he's a preacher. Come on, y'all. But, but like in the morning, I just got the rooster thing going on, and he'd have his coffee, and he'd be sitting in his chair, and I'd walk in that den and hear him. He wouldn't even know I was in there. And if he opened his eyes and saw me, he'd say, honey, go get me some more coffee. We pray it. <laughs> That's just how it was. 
But the rest of us became religious. What does that mean? Because, see, we throw that kind of language around, and, and, and half the time, what the problem is the religious people have no idea you're talking to them. So let me help you for a moment. Religion is when you know how to do church outside of the presence of the Holy Spirit. When you know what to do to keep on moving with the order of the service, whether or not he shows up, you, my friend, have become religious. We knew what to do. We knew what to sing. We knew what to pray. I could tell you who was going to stand up and testify. I could tell you how long they was going to testify. And then I could tell you how long they was going to sing. He's done so much for me. We grew bored. Because the byproduct, nobody going to help me preach tonight. I'm just testifying though. I ain't preaching yet. The byproduct the byproduct of a religious lifestyle is always boredom. Come on. Come on. Tell it. Tell it. So somebody says to us, and this is in 1996, a lot of hairstyles ago. <laughs> somebody says to my mom and dad, y'all need to go down to Brownsville. There's a revivalist broke out there. It's been going on for a few months now. Told my daddy, they said, folk are shaking and falling under the power of God. And dad said, I wouldn't cross the street to see that. He grew up holiness. Y'all know what I'm talking about? None of my, all the millennials are looking at me. Okay. It meant the buns and the hair and the bobby pins would go flying when they felt the Holy Ghost. Holy roller was not a figure of speech. Okay. Okay. Do I have any actual holy rollers in here right now? Because there were some services down at the bay. I took out some chairs, yo. <laughs> It's not a figure of speech for the real ones. Okay. That's a Pentecostal merit badge right there. We, and my dad said, I don't, I don't care about physical manifestations because that means nothing. My granddaddy had raised us. It don't matter how high you shout as long as you walk straight when you come down. We just we can't be impressed with that stuff. <laughs> the guy says to dad, well, up, at the, up to this point of the revival, it's been going only a few months, but... Over 5,000 people have gotten saved. And dad said, all right, we're going. We loaded up our Ford Aerostar. Y'all remember those? Hey, if you drop one of those right now, you're a drug dealer. <laughs> you got some crack in your car. I know you. <laughs> Maybe now's a good time to mention I grew up in a crack neighborhood. So I know who you are, okay? Just saying. <laughs> And so we load up in that Aerostar. We go, it is a 500-mile trip one way from Augusta to Pensacola. We arrive, and it's March of 1996. It gets cold in Pensacola when it gets cold because the humidity never goes away. So no matter how good you layer up, you, it's cold in Pensacola when it's cold. It's about 30 degrees, and folk are lined up to go to church. I don't know if you ever went to the Browns Revival, but the neighborhood was a drug-infested crack neighborhood where the ushers would have to tell the prostitutes they couldn't turn tricks on the parking lot. Uh -huh. And people are lined up, and it's 30 degrees, and it's windy. I'm going, what is going on here? When I say we ran into God that night, I won't take the time to go into the full thing tonight because I got to preach. But when I say we ran into the Holy Ghost... I'm not talking about we had some chill bumps. I'm talking about I was 11, nearly 12 years old. In fact, in fact, it's almost my anniversary. 
I was 11, almost 12 years old, right on the threshold of turning 12 years old. It was, it was uh, May the 26th that I met John Kilpatrick for the very first time. In, in 1996, and I, we had gone down to the revival in March. When I say we were never the same again, my 37th birthday is next month, and we have still not found a way to be normal. I'm not looking for you to have revival so you can have extra services or chill bumps. I'm talking about something that will shift you, something that will change you, something that will, something that will move you into your destiny in God. So that's why I can't be normal. And he already told you if that kind of stuff freaks you out, then God love you, boo-boo. Bye. Probably some good barbecue around here. We're in Texas. I'll see you later. But I feel tonight in my spirit, I've got, I feel like the agenda for this weekend is a little bit different anyway. And I, I've, I've felt that feeling preparing for coming. Now it makes sense because so many of you have come together from different churches. That's an amazing thing. I feel like we don't get to play in the shallow end of the kiddie pool tonight. Is that okay? Is that okay? Can we go a little deeper tonight? Okay. Well, Pastor Jim says we can, so we're doing it. <laughs> I got my own little amen corner. I got Pastor John. I got Nathan. I got Pastor Jim. We're going to rock and roll up in here. Well, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Numbers. I know I'm shouting about revival, and then I say numbers, and everybody looks at me. Do you realize that the Old Testament is still the Bible, right? Please do not make me become violent. You got to learn how to read the Old Testament. Jesus is waving between every line. This is what we're about to read. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to call this message tonight the Vanguard Movement. Come on, say Vanguard. Vanguard. Because the, 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 the passage of Scripture we're about to describe, okay, the passage that we're about to dive into, that we're hopefully going to go a little bit deeper into, this is all about what it means to be a part of the remnant. Okay, so this is, this is marching orders from heaven. You want to know what direction we are going? If you want marching orders as a part of the revival remnant, we're about to dive into it, sink our teeth right into it. This is what it looks like to live a revival lifestyle. What we're about to read right here. Okay, the book of Numbers, chapter 9. We're going to start in verse 15. Praise God. Help us in here, Holy Ghost. Here we go. Now, on the day that the tabernacle was erected, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony. And in the evening, it was like the appearance of fire over the tabernacle until morning. So it was continuously. Wait, freeze right there for just a moment. Please highlight that in your Bible. Color in your Bible, point, click, whatever you got to do. So it was continuously. In other words, this was normal. It was absolutely, completely normal for them to see, hear, experience the glory of God. It would have been abnormal for that not to happen. So it was continuously. This is the bar. This is where it is. Pentecostal is as Pentecostal does. All right. If you want to revive a lifestyle, this is how it goes. This, the glory continuously. This is what is normal. Yes. 
Pick it back up, verse 16. So the cloud would cover it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Whenever the cloud was lifted from over the tent, afterward the sons of Israel would then set out. And in the place where the cloud settled down there, the sons of Israel would camp. At the command of the Lord, the sons of Israel would set out. And at the command of the Lord, they would camp. As long, I feel the Holy Ghost, as long as the cloud settled over the tabernacle, they remained camped. Even when the cloud lingered over the tabernacle for many days, the sons of Israel would keep the Lord's charge and not set out. If sometimes the cloud remained a few days over the tabernacle in this wonderful, according to the command of the Lord, they remained camped. Then according to the command of the Lord, they set out. If sometimes the cloud remained from evening till morning, when the cloud was lifted in the morning, they would move out. Or if it remained in the daytime and at night, whenever the cloud was lifted, they would move out. Whether it was two days or a month or a year that the cloud lingered over the tabernacle, staying above it, the sons of Israel remained camped and did not set out. But when it was lifted, they did set out. At the command of the Lord, they camped. And at the command of the Lord, they set out. They kept the Lord's charge according to the command of the Lord through Moses. Keep going. The chapters were there for decoration. Just keep going. The Lord spoke further to Moses saying, make yourself two trumpets of silver, of hammered work. You shall make them and you shall use them for summoning the congregation and for having the camp set out. When both are blown, all the congregation shall gather themselves to you at the doorway of the tent of meeting. Yet if only one is blown, then the leaders, the head of the divisions of Israel shall gather before you. But when you blow an alarm, the camps that are pitched on the east side shall set out. Now I know that's repetitive scripture, but don't you think maybe God is making a point. You see, Pastor John, you said we are presence driven, presence central. This is what it means to be presence central. See, the beginning of this year, I had an experience with the Lord and I, I'm not, I don't say that to make you impressed. I think that's normal for Christians. My sheep know my voice okay so that's normal life i'll get sick of people trying to be care bears and smurfs with stuff but then stuff does happen right okay the lord spoke to me and i don't play the god card nathan will tell you i just i'm not a fluffy kind of person okay i don't know that comes with being a pk i just can't take you know crap i'm sorry i can't <laughs> just can't do it but i'm telling you like i know my name i heard the holy ghost and I wasn't looking for him. I'm being honest. I'm being real. We were working. And it was like admin stuff that makes you want to poke your own eye out. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I don't speak admin. I don't do that. That's him. I mean, and, but I got sucked into the vortex of the administration stuff. And we're just trying to get some work done. And out of nowhere, not only was I not praying for God to give me revelation in that moment, I was not praying at all. And the Holy Ghost said, Vanguard. And I didn't even know what it meant. And I had to look it up. I felt like an idiot because Kim Owens had talked about it. And I didn't remember what she said. I didn't get a gold star on that one. 
I have confessed that to her. Like, I messed that up. I didn't get it. I had to look it up. Here's what vanguard means. The vanguard is the foremost division of an army that advances first. You see, if we're going to pull this into the United States Armed Services, guess what? We're talking about the Marines. Because they are the ones, there, there is, there's order, there's value to each of the branches of our military, and thank you to all who have served. But it is the Marines who hit the beaches first. They are the ones out of their own words. I've talked to them about this word vanguard. They say, we love the other guys, thank God for the other guys, but we are the ones who die first because we're the ones who go first. Yeah, yeah. There is something, I read to you this passage about what life was like in the wilderness for Israel for a reason. So let's talk about the wilderness for just a moment. I feel a little bit spitty tonight. I'm feeling bad for y'all on the front row. I don't feel bad for Nathan, but I feel bad for the rest of y'all. I don't know what to tell you. Before I came with Shake the Nations, I didn't spit this much, nor did I sweat this much. I feel that perhaps Nathan Morris has had somewhat of an interesting influence on my life. I'll tell y'all about the Bay Revival maybe tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. You never really know. It's okay. I want to talk about the wilderness for just a moment. I've been stuck in the United States since January of 2020. Uh, and, and I love my country, so that wasn't an unpatriotic thing to say so much as normally. I mean, I do work for Shake the Nations, plural. We're all starting to get antsy. <laughs> like, we're ready to go, you know. The, the, the rest of the team went on a crusade the first week of March, and I was in Indiana preaching because I told Nathan, it's all good. We've got like seven other crusades this year. I'll go on the other ones. I'm going to come up here. There's a wild revival tribe in Indiana, too. We should all talk. Road trip, y'all. They wild, okay? I said the same thing to Kim Owens the other day, too. She's like, all right now. So they wild up there. I love it. And so I said, well, I'm going to go hang out with them, and I'll go to the other crusades later. And then the Rona happened, and we ain't been nowhere. Uh (laughs) But what I notice about American Christianity is it see other cultures don't do this but in american christianity we always look for a way to bypass a wilderness season we don't ever want to go through anything we never want to embrace a wilderness season and it is because we do not understand what is being offered up on the platter your wilderness season is the answer to the prayer oh god give me wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of god the answer to that prayer is welcome to the wilderness yes y'all want me to get back on the plane see here's the thing can we can we can we can we teach this just a little bit okay When, when you look at the wilderness, when, when, you, when you look at, uh, in, in Exodus chapter 3, the Bible says Moses is tending sheep, and, and he's, he's just out on his own in the wilderness, and, and the Bible says that he, that is where he saw a bush catch fire, but it was not being consumed, so that means he watched it for a while, and it burns, and it burns, and it burns, and it's never, ever consumed, but this event occurred in the wilderness. In the wilderness. Moses understands that when he walks up to that bush, somebody's going to start talking. Why? Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. He's not surprised. If I walk up to a bush and it starts talking, you better know. <laughs> I'm finna call my mama. Come on, y'all. But Moses was not at all surprised to hear from heaven because he was in the wilderness. See, the Hebrew word for speech is dabar, but the Hebrew word for wilderness is midbar. It comes from the word dabar. In other words, when you look up in the concordance, when you look up the word midbar, wilderness, midbar, the the secondary meaning is wilderness, but the primary meaning is to speak mouthpiece. Every Hebrew understood. Pharaoh says to Moses, why do you want me to let your people go? He said that we may serve the Lord and worship him in the wilderness. They all understood we're going into this thing. We are walking in this wilderness to end up at Sinai where we'll hear him speak. We don't want a wilderness. And that's why you come to this altar and say, I need to hear from God. Could you pray for me? No. You need to. You need to man up. You need to suck it up, buttercup. And you need to embrace your wilderness because it's the wilderness that has a burning bush where you're going to hear the speech of heaven. It's the wilderness that will give you direction. It's the wilderness where you learn what it means to see a cloud by day and a fire by night. It's the wilderness where there's never a shortage of supply even though there's no natural resources. I'm talking about the wilderness. If we go to the wilderness, we'll hear him speak. Well, Lydia, I don't want to ever go through anything. Well, honey, I don't know how to tell you, but you ain't better than Moses. You're not better than Elijah. You're not better than John the Baptist. You're not better than Paul the Apostle. And you're certainly not better than Jesus himself. All of them went to the wilderness, and that is where they received the voice of the Lord. Moses tells them, Here's how life in the wilderness is going to look. See, Lord, I think I've got way off my notes. Sometimes I wonder why I bother. I don't think I'm an organized enough individual to have notes. Mama laughing at me now. Do you see that? She laughed at you earlier. She goes, here we go again. He drunk. (laughs) She wasn't wrong. It was great. See, There was a specific way that God wanted Israel to live their life in the wilderness. Y'all notice that every time you see a movie, I don't know if it was Ten Commandments or Prince of Egypt, I don't know where you fall on the age spectrum there. (laughs) Both of them got into a little creative writing, so maybe read the book of Exodus later, okay? But either one of them, you're going to pretty much be okay. But have you ever noticed that in any of these movies, what you see is Israel in the wilderness and there's just tents as far as the eye can see without any kind of order. It just is, it's chaos. Now, how many know God does not do that? How many know God is not a God of chaos? He, He is always a God of order. Everything God is involved in, there will be order to it. Even when there is Holy Ghost chaos, there's still divine order to it. Yes, I'm going to say amen to myself. Praise God. God gave specific instructions for how Israel was supposed to camp in the wilderness because the the instructions produced a demonstration. Can can I have my slide, buddy? I appreciate it. Okay, y'all, I'm so not like this, but I'm going to be teachy for just a minute. Are y'all going to be okay? Okay. 
Now, you see, they have the tabernacle right there. Hey, there's a hole right there. Praise God. I'm the clumsiest person that's ever preached in this church. I found the hole before I fell down it. We're having a mighty breakthrough in Texas tonight. Praise God. Okay, I'm backing away from the hole. Okay. My husband had five heart attacks just now on the front row. It's okay. So the tabernacle was in the center, but every single tent in the nation of Israel had to camp facing the tabernacle. This is what it means to be presence central because you see watch it now they had to they had to camp in the order of their tribes you do not on this on this graphic i did not put levi in there the tribe of levi camped in divisions around the tabernacle surrounding the tabernacle because they were called to be the custodians of the presence of the lord Okay, but the rest of the tribes, and you get back to 12 because Joseph's family branched off into his two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. The rest of them camped by division, 12 tribes in divisions of three around the tabernacle, but every tent within those divisions camped toward the presence of God. What does that mean? It means every single time they heard that trumpet blow and saw that cloud lift, what would happen was they got to repack their life reorder their whole life move to where he said move and then recalibrate make sure I'm looking the right way make sure I'm focused on his presence I'm preaching better than y'all shouting right now that, that they made sure that everything about their life was present central but as they moved in the wilderness in a present central way please notice with me that when you camp in a present central way what we see is the cross yeah. I don't know how that is at y'all's church, man. But I've met some weird people that claim to be revivalists. And they talking about the Care Bears and the Smurfs. Talking about, I remember one lady, y'all won't tell y'all what church I was at because I'm in a pretty good mood. But we was at a church. I've been awake a long time, so this is getting dangerous, okay? But we, were, we took the early flight, praise God. And the tireder I get, the more my husband holds his breath on the front row. It's just, it's a thing. But we had this lady, the, the insulation was coming up out of the speakers, Pastor. And it little, it's like a little feather, it's, it's, but it's insulation from the speakers. She brought me 11 pages on angels and feathers. And I said, here's the problem. She said, what? I said, I do believe angels are in the church. I don't think you have their feathers. She said, why? I said, because they're not molting. <laughs> I don't like goofy. I, I, I like prophetic words. I don't like pathetic words. I don't need nobody else to prophesy to me. Thank you very much. I put a stop to it during the Bay Revival. One lady came up and she had a word about who my husband was. I don't know that lady and I don't know her life. And the stuff she came out with was goofier than goofy. And I, it wasn't him, I can tell you that. Anyway, I looked at her and I said, thank you so much for thinking about me and thank you for praying for me. But that was not God. You better know word got around at the Bay. She don't play and it stopped. <laughs> There's all kind of people that learn revival lingo. They know how to do revival dance steps and they know how to make you think that they are passionate about Jesus. But honey, when you make your life presence central, what we see is the cross. What we see is Jesus himself. 
That's why I tell you tonight, stop praying for revival if you think it's not going to cost you something. You may not get to have your kid play sports and run the bases if real revival comes, but I'd rather have my boys talk in tongues than run around a diamond in Jesus' name. Real revival looks like something. I live terrified. I've got a five-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old, two boys. Jesus, take the wheel. And it was the second one that made me start having to color my hair. Anybody going to help me right now? We gave birth to Bam Bam. And this guy wants to know if I want to have another one. I'm like, I'm not just no. Heck no. I told him he could have the third one. He said, right. But <laughs> some of y'all are not okay, are you? <laughs> you know, you got a lot of nerve being traumatized. Pastor John said crap in his office earlier. I don't want to hear nothing out of y'all. Anyway, <laughs> I said it too, so we're going down together. It's all right. I had a big taco. I feel empowered, okay? But one of the things that scares me more than anything else in this life is that the revival where I got touched, Brownsville, and the revival that I got to lead worship in, both of those revivals are over. Now, I understand there's a sense in which as long as I've got a pulse, they're not over. Please don't get me wrong. You understand me? But if I drive to Mobile or Pensacola, it ain't happening right now. Camping around the presence, camping around the flame. It looks like something tangible. It looks like a prayer life. Come on, y'all. It looks like somebody that knows how to fast. It looks like uh, signs and wonders, regardless of who hotshot preacher is in the pulpit. It looks, it looks like these signs follow those who believe. So the wilderness walk was a demonstration. But there's something so powerful I want you to see tonight. <laughs> For one thing, I need you to understand with me that there is no such thing as a revival apart from repentance. If you find you an evangelist that can't preach to souls, you got a problem. I I said you've got a problem. I watched night after night Steve Hill preaching to the lost and the altars would fill up. If you're not having nobody get saved at your church, maybe you ain't preaching the cross enough. We've got to get back to the blood. We've got to get back to repentance. Evangelist Daniel Kalinda said repentance is the practice of the righteous. I believe we're called in this hour to be a holy provocation. To provoke the lost toward salvation and the church toward revival. That's going to mean repentance for all. Because what we see is the cross. (laughs) In our western mindset, is it okay? Is it okay to keep going? Ooh, I just noticed that great big clock back there. Pay no attention to to the man behind the curtain. Anyway, sorry. You know, when I was at Bible school, I never did go to to homiletics class. Can y'all tell? My, one of my professors begged me, please come to homiletics. I said, why do I want to do that? I'm a worship pastor. I'm never going to preach like that. What are you talking about? 
And anyway, now that I spend like 98% of my time preaching, I did send him an email on Facebook and was like, I just want you to know that I know that I'm an idiot and I'm very sorry. And he said, thank you for admitting it. Anyway, if y'all think I don't know what I'm doing, there's reason to believe that. However, I'd like to point out that, you know, <laughs> professionals built the Titanic. Right. <laughs> Amateurs built the ark, boo-boo. Don't know about y'all, but my heart will go on the boat that still floats. Come on. Okay. Anyway. That was free. <laughs> now, I'm not going to take time to preach every group of three, so relax, okay? Is that okay? But each of these groups of three represents a division. There's the, the Dan division. There's the... There's the, uh, the Ephraim division and there is the Reuben division but tonight I want to talk most importantly tonight about the Judah division because Judah camped to the east side in our western mindset we tend to think north south east west but God always moves east first come on y'all God always moves east first that when Jesus comes back he's going to come through which gate oh okay all right y'all still awake y'all need a big taco I know where you can get one. <laughs> okay. The Eastern tribes, I read it to you in Numbers 10. Uh, Moses said, when you sound the trumpet, when you sound an alarm, it's the signal that the cloud is lifted. And we read about 47 different ways that when the cloud lifted, they moved. And when it didn't, neither did they, right? But when they, they saw the visual of the cloud lifting and they heard the sound of the alarm on the trumpet, the eastern tribes moved first. That makes them the vanguard tribes. Come on, say vanguard. Okay, the eastern tribes are the tribes of Judah, Issachar, and Zebulon. Now, there is some research to suggest that the Judah division marched under the flag of a lion. You know, and that the other ones were the face of a man and the face of an eagle and the face of an ox. I, I can't prove that. But it wouldn't that make sense with Ezekiel 1 and, and Revelation 4? That'd make an awful lot of sense to me. Whether, whether you like that or not, can I tell you, three different tribes marched under the banner of the one tribe, Judah. And, and I want to I wanna dig into this right now because what we're seeing is three tribes line up under the banner of praise. So when we investigate these tribes, what we're seeing is heaven's perspective to what praise really does. Uh, who wants to be a part of the vanguard tonight? Come on, come on. Who's in the vanguard movement tonight? Let's talk about it for just a moment. I love this. All of these tribes marched under the banner of Judah. The name Judah means praise. Come on, shout praise. praise. For those of you who thought tonight was a bit aggressive, <laughs> I really don't know what you think you're going to do when you get to heaven. <laughs> you know, A.W. Tozer said, I can say safely on the authority of all that is written in the word of God that any man who is bored or turned off by worship is not ready for heaven. Right. Some of y'all going to need a period of adjustment. I'm talking to y'all religious folk that don't know y'all religious. Come on, come on, come on. I don't like all that yelling. The early church would have freaked you out so bad. Sometimes they just did stuff without mood music. Without a pad sound. 
I literally had someone tell me that the glory comes better when they had a certain pad sound that they got from a certain church. And all I could think about was Peter walking down the road and his shadow healing the sick without a pad sound. If only he'd have known about the pad. His ministry could have doubled. You still want me to come back? Okay, I'm just checking. Just checking. He said earlier, he's like, I want you to come back another I'm like, you ain't, we ain't been there yet. You might want to, you might want to give it a minute. Praise. I want to teach you about praise for just a moment. The Bible says in Psalm 100, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. praise. See, we have seven Hebrew words that get translated into one word, praise. I'm not preaching all seven tonight, but you should, you know, read the book of Psalms. It'd be great. It'd change your life if you really read it and do some digging on these seven words because some of them are musical, but a lot of them aren't. And for anybody who thought it was aggressive in here tonight, you got to stop saying hallelujah. Just knock it off. Because it's not ever, I mean, I love Pastor Benny, but it's not ever hallelujah. I mean, that's fun and everything, but hallel means to behave clamorously foolish. So Miss Thing up here in her pink socks is making you nervous. Don't you say hallelujah again. Because we didn't scratch the surface. If you still have your makeup on, you ain't even touched where the old Pentecostals were. Come on, somebody. Praise is sometimes musical, but not always. And that's important to notice because I need to change your perspective. For some, for, for some of y'all, this is good news because you can't sing anyway, and I'm not working you over, but ta-da, you're still okay. <laughs> Don't nobody look at your neighbor right now. Because praise is not just a song that I sing. Praise is when it's a very vibrant, very vocal, oftentimes very aggressive, never ever silent. It is always very aggressive. It is a declaration of God's reputation. Now, 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 worship is only ever vertical. You better say amen right there. Because it's not about you. I don't sing songs about you. That's not my deal. You want to know who you are in Christ? You should read Ephesians, but I'm not singing a song to you. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Listen, that's for your car. That's for your house. I'm not against it. I got folk bucking at me now. It's going to be okay. Breathe. Get some oxygen. You'll feel better. No, that's for your car. That's for your house. But worship is never to you, and it's never to make you feel better. Worship is only ever vertical. It's only to the king. And everything else bows to him. But watch it now. Watch it now. Praise has an unusual, incredible ability to be both vertical and horizontal at the same time. Because I give him a vertical praise, but it begins to shift things horizontally. Oh, I'm going to preach myself happy. Because here's the deal. When the enemy came against my mama and tried to take her out in the middle of a pandemic, I started saying, you are the mighty warrior and I give you praise. Now, that was a vertical praise, but it shifted something horizontally. And my mama still has a pulse today in Jesus' name. 
when the devil tries to come against us with sickness, we don't throw a pity party. We say, you are Jehovah Rapha, and we give you praise. That's a vertical praise, but watch it now. My praise becomes a prayer, and my prayer becomes a prophecy. I said praise is the head of the vanguard. <laughs> you want to take territory? You're going to have to stop venting. Have y'all noticed? It is impossible to praise and whine at the same time. That's how come more of y'all don't do it. Come on, come on, come on. Because we would rather vent. We think it gives us emotional release. Oh no, now two people feel slimed. Thank you for that. If I could get you to say, nah, I ain't going to take it for another day. I'm going to stand right here and right now I will praise the Lord. We can shift you out of that mess. Hallelujah. Praise is the head of the vanguard. That's why we have to praise crazy. We just have to. Because something is happening more than what you can see. There's things being shifted. A push back praise. I love that. I'm just trying to decide what stories to tell right now. I remember back in the Bay Revival, I, would, I was kind of famous for breaking keyboard pedals. It is what it is. You did, well, I thought I heard you do that, but I wasn't going to sing you out like that. I got solidarity for my keys. Okay, all right. If guitar players can break strings, we can break sustain pedals. Thank you very much. But... I would always dance and go crazy, and I can't dance to save my life, but if I'm going to do something, I'm going to be all in. That's just how I don't, I've got enough red in my hair. That's just how it goes. And I remember I got an email during the bay wanting to know if I had Tourette syndrome. (laughs) Y'all think I made that up? That's a true story. And I was like, no, you punk. This is what praise looks like. <laughs> let, me, let me draw you a scenario. You got to lead worship. The room is full of people you've never seen before and you'll probably never see again because they're from all over the world. And about, you know, 25% of them are witches that came from New Orleans to curse everybody. Now, lead worship. Your cute little pansy praise that works in the seeker-sensitive church is not going to cut it in the middle of blood sacrifices and incantations. I said praise is the head of the vanguard. And if you want to make forward progress, you better adopt some Holy Ghost aggression. You better adopt some hot sauce and say, no, I didn't come here to play cute with you. I came to This is a full contact sport. I'm about to take some territory in Jesus' name. Trying to make y'all's life easier, man. (laughs) Praise is the head of the vanguard. Hallelujah. And for those of you who think that worship is more spiritual than praise, (laughs) I'm trying not to be your mama and shake you right now. (laughs) 
The protocol to entering his presence is still praise. If you'd like your worship to go as high as it needs to go, then you must praise. The thing is, I'm friends with people at Fresh Start, but I'm also friends with people who know how to sit quietly and enjoy his presence. And I'm sitting here in the middle going, we need all of it. Every last bit of it. I want the aggressive praise. I want the precious worship. I want the stillness and the glory. I want revival in the streets. I want all of it. And the Bible says we can have it. Don't select one thing and magnify it above the rest. Okay. Read the whole book. Okay. Okay. Shall we keep moving? Y'all sweating real good yet? I feel like T.D. Jake's up here, man. (laughs) The name Zebulon. Oh, I love this. I love this. The name Zebulon means exalted dwelling. But now it marched. As a part of the vanguard under the banner of praise. The exalted dwelling is what your praise creates. Because the Bible says in Psalm 22 verse 3. Yet you are holy, O you who are enthroned upon the praises of Israel. Now that's why your worship is not more spiritual than your praise. He's not enthroned on your worship. He's enthroned on your praise. See, now... Can we, can we do this? Mama's laughing at me. I don't know. Watch it now. In our Western mindset, when we hear things in the word of God that sound like this, the throne of God is established. We think in our Western mindset that that means that the throne can't move. That's not right. Now, the throne of God is established. What does that mean? It means, I love this, y'all. It means there is no competition for the throne of God. I'm talking about, do you understand that when Lucifer rose up in heaven, God didn't even sit up off the throne to kick that punk's butt out of heaven. I said there's no competition for the throne. God is not intimidated by the nations that are raging against him right now. He's not concerned that America's going to somehow mess it all up. He's not. He, the, at the end of this thing, when it all winds down, it will not even be a named angel that binds Satan and throws him in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. It's just going to be some low level, no name angel that none of us have ever heard of because there is no competition for the throne. I said, you did not vote him in, so you cannot vote him out. You cannot impeach him. He will not play politics with you because he is not running for office and he will not observe term limits and he shall reign forever and ever and of the increase of his government and of peace there shall be no end he is seated at the right hand of the father hallelujah but watch it now Jesus said when you pray I feel the Holy Ghost Jesus said when you pray you say thy kingdom come Why does he say that? Because while the throne is established, the throne does move. I feel the Holy Ghost in here, man. Hey, it's more fun to preach drunk, isn't it, y'all? See, in ancient times, thrones had wheels. Nebuchadnezzar took over the whole nation of Judah simply by rolling his throne into the gate of the city, which was the seat of authority. In ancient times, thrones had wheels. So when you praise, 
is a movement. When you praise, the throne begins to move in. When you praise the government of heaven, thy kingdom come, the throne rolls in upon your praise. Because when Ezekiel saw the glory, he didn't just see an atmosphere. I wish I had some help in here. I know that the glory brings an atmosphere. Please don't get me wrong. But don't you ever limit it to that. Because in Ezekiel chapter 1, when Ezekiel saw the glory, Ezekiel saw a throne. He said, I see someone on the throne. From the waist up, he looks like a man on fire. But from the waist down, he is fire. And then he said, then he said, I see a wheel in the middle of a wheel. I said, the throne moves. See, Zebulon, the exalted dwelling, is what your praise creates. I remember a meeting in Malaysia where the secret police were chasing us a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay, a lot. (laughs) See, the thing is, you can't say crusade in a Muslim nation. That's just not cool. And we didn't mean to. It was an accident. Stuff happens. After that, we all started saying gospel campaigns. Rallies, you know. <laughs> that night they interviewed the head of the Assemblies of God in Malaysia, working him over a little bit. They weren't real happy with the Americans. It wasn't real good, you know. We sang every song I knew about how exalted Jesus is, and that goes down great in a Muslim crowd. <laughs> Morris gets up and just preaches himself into an absolute frenzy. Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. The more we worshiped, the glory of the Lord moved in. Watch it now. Before anybody could get hands laid on them, folks start getting healed. And, and before you know it, the glory of the Lord increases. And in the back of the room, all of a sudden, I start hearing, Wah! what's happening? Devils were leaving. Nobody's out there going, come out. It's just happening. What is that? The throne <laughs> moved in. This is why in any normal worship service, there's a progression. You start with that aggressive praise, but the more you go, the more you end up saying, I pour out, I pour it all out. The progression moves in to where all of a sudden that throne comes in the room and you don't need the hand of a preacher. You don't need somebody with a million dollar anointing. Come on, somebody. All you need is the authority of heaven to come in the room because when it does, sickness has to go. Infirmity has to go. Devils have to bow in Jesus' name. Zebulon is the exalted dwelling. (laughs) It's when you hear a speaker say the room just shifted. It's not that the room shifted so much as he's here. The throne's here. And when that happens, it's all possible now. It's not about somebody's mantle and it's not about somebody's anointing. Y'all know there's only one anointing, right? It's the Holy Ghost. There ain't but one. Now, when he comes on my life, he's going to manifest a certain way in cooperation with the gifts that he's given me. Right, 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 right. It's going to look different on my husband. It's going to look different on Pastor John. It's going to look different on Pastor Jim. It's going to look different on Pastor Jason. But there ain't but one anointing. It is the Holy Ghost. I ain't heard nobody preach like that in a minute, but it's Pentecost weekend. Just buckle up, boo-boo. Hallelujah. When we line our lives up to march under the banner of praise, we create an exalted dwelling in which God can rest 
and his throne rolls in upon our praise. Okay, let's keep moving. Are y'all okay? Yeah. When we come to the tribe of Issachar, there's a couple things going on. Issachar, man, these guys are wild. I've, I've, I've known a couple of people that I would say their gifts line up with this tribe, and they're very, very different. <laughs> because Issachar, I know the scripture you're thinking about. The Bible says that the sons of Issachar were men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. This is discernment. If you don't know enough to look at the times we're living in right now and say, oh, we need some of that Jesus. I really don't know what to do for you. Because we've got clowns that'll get in the pulpit and they'll preach really good and spit and shout and sweat. And when they get back to the hotel room, they're going to have a call girl. Somebody help me right now. And you need to know who it is that's preaching. You need to have discernment. You need to be able to say, this is right, this is wrong, and that ain't the Holy Ghost. I don't know if I'm going to talk about this this weekend or not. I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Don't y'all fight over me on this. <laughs> when I preach about discernment, I have been very politely asked to go away. <laughs> oh, well. But a part of our family's DNA is Malachi chapter 3, verse 18. This is one of my firstborn son's name is Malachi. Because Malachi 3, 18, it proceeds. You know, the book of Malachi chapter 4, the prophet Malachi describes a revival where the hearts of the fathers turn to the sons and the sons to the fathers. We need one of those, right? Okay, I know we're in Texas and it's dangerous to talk about guns right now, but do you realize that most of the school shootings we've had in these United States happened at the hands of fatherless sons? Maybe it's not a gun issue. Come on, y'all. But before you get that revival, Malachi 3.18 says, then you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves me and the one who does not. I want a revival. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about you putting everybody's business in the street, but I'm talking about a revival that, that the spirit recognizes spirit. Flesh is not tolerated. I remember my granddaddy used to look at folk and say, you in the flesh, sit down. I'm just not being fed here. My pastor's not feeding me. Oh, you'd have loved my granddaddy, baby. He'd have looked at you and said, you're big enough to feed yourself. Come on. I'm getting off of that. We don't have time tonight. Discernment. Oh, I'm not saying we won't talk about it tomorrow. I'm saying we'll surrender it tonight. Maybe we'll talk about it in the morning. You should get a good night's sleep. <laughs> Drink some coffee. Well, I ran out of a church for talking about discernment too much one time, and they kept their $2 offering too, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't know what Texans think about me marrying a British man, but let me tell you about that man. He can drive a fast getaway car when the need arises. Real good at it. So Issachar marches under the banner of Judah and they flow in a discernment gifting. I understand that. But when I looked at Issachar's name, there it was. It was the key to the whole thing. The name Issachar means, oh Lord, the name Issachar means there is a recompense. Do you understand? 
I said, there is a recompense. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews 11, verse 6, that he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. But you look it up in the Greek, it means recompenser of those who diligently seek him. So I came to announce here tonight <laughs> that there is a recompense from heaven that is coming upon the revival remnant in the Texas region of the United States. There is a recompense from heaven. God, the Bible says that God is not unjust to forget your work for the Lord. So let me say to you, even the times that it felt like you got pulled off of the position that you were supposed to be in because church folk acted up. Come on, somebody. I don't, one of my spiritual mamas says, I don't even need the devil to attack me if I got church people. <laughs> Even if junk happened to you that wasn't your fault, I came to remind you tonight that heaven has recorded the work you did for the Lord and there is a recompense. Watch it though. Listen to me. That marched under the banner of praise. It is your praise that unlocks your recompense. Glory to God. It is your praise that causes the payment from heaven to catch up to your life. Now, wait, wait. Don't get mad at me because I'm not just talking about money. Do you understand? Because sometimes it's not money that the devil touched. Sometimes it's your babies. Sometimes it's your family. Sometimes it's your job. And you didn't do anything wrong, but you're left holding the bag. Come on, come on, come on. But I said, there's a recompense. Yes. <laughs> but that's only one part of the recompense. Hmm. There is the recompense that comes from God. Yes and amen. But the Bible talks about in Isaiah 45. I will open to you the double doors. And I'll give you the hidden riches, the secret places. And the treasures of darkness. Yes. Pastor Kilpatrick taught us, he taught me both publicly and privately, if darkness has any treasures, it's not because God blessed them with it, it's because they stole it. There's a recompense that comes from heaven just because you are a diligent pursuer of God. I'm begging you, please be a diligent pursuer of God. He's got a destiny for this region and heaven is waiting on you to stand up and be the remnant. But there's also the recompense that God grabs that devil by the neck after he put his hands on your life and says, now you pay it back. But when God makes the devil pay something back, he does not just get to give you back what he stole. The Bible says in the book of Exodus, if you catch a thief, he's got to pay it back double. I said there is a recompense. If we catch that thief still, that means when he put his hand on my family in 2019 and started messing with us, the devil had to pay it back double. And it, it equaled it out. Do you understand me? I'm not going to take the time to testify about all the things, but I'm talking about my baby got healed and I ended up driving a new van. Come on, y'all. I'm a, I, Don't you judge me. <laughs> Well, I'm so cool because I drive an SUV. Okay, but I can open the door and tell my boys to climb in the van from the key and I don't have to wrestle people. You go ahead and be cool. I'm going to survive over here, okay? If Breakthrough looks like a Honda minivan to me, then you leave me alone. <laughs> 
I used to say all that junk too, and then I had two boys. I need a van in Jesus' name. <laughs> let me give you let me give you an example. Some of y'all are so nervous that I'm talking about money and I'm not. Although sometimes it is money and that's okay. And you should just relax because we're not taking up another offering. <laughs> but it's not only money. I want to give you a practical one. And we're fixing, to, we're fixing to go crazy in here in a minute. Y'all okay? Okay. In um, August of 2005, I started having some weird pain in my right eye. Felt it started like I had an eyelash stuck in my eye and it wouldn't come out. Next day it got worse. The third day, it's even worse. Now it feels like I've got some kind of a migraine headache, but I'd never had migraines before. And it's not, it's localized. It's in my right eye. Told mom, I think we're going to have to go to the doctor because I feel like I've got a knife hanging out my eye. It's begun to swell. By the time we actually get to the doctor, it's looking like, you know, golf ball status. And a breakout starts coming on my forehead. We get to the doctor and she said, this is the worst case of shingles I've seen in over 20 years of practicing medicine. And it was in my eye. Went all up into my scalp. I looked like, I'm not trying to be, uh, this is just real life, okay? It looked like ground beef. My eye was swollen like somebody had punched me right in the eye. I couldn't even open my right eye. Light was excruciating. She gives me all kinds of medicines. <laughs> That alone was an interesting experience. I never, you know, the Lord touched me when I was 12. I didn't go out and party and do all the things. So this was the first introduction of drugs into my system. Turns out I'd have been a funny drunk. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, was so, I was so out there. I didn't know if it was day or night. It was crazy. Have you ever been so messed up you couldn't pray yourself out of it? Come on, how many have been walking with God for more than 10 minutes? And I remember sitting in the, there was a little back den at my mom and dad's house. They, my daddy had put beach towels and blankets on the windows because I couldn't take the light. And I don't know if it was daytime or nighttime. My mom had been coming in and taking care of me. My mom had to do that, which is not acceptable to help your child with when they grown. She got an extra crown in heaven just from shingles treatment. She... I had left me alone for a moment, and I'm laying back there just so in pain. I, it was intolerable, and none of the medicines would even help it. And I heard the enemy come into that room. Probably just some punk demon. I don't think I rank a Lucifer visitation, but some punk devil come up in that bedroom, come that back then and said, I'm about to snuff you out. Now, even that sick, I said, no, you're not going to take me out. Not happening. But that's all I had, Pastor. I didn't have nothing else. Well, my cell phone rang. And uh, it was back when the flip phones were cool. Y'all remember that? Anyway. <laughs> there wasn't no iPhone yet, you know. My mom picks up my phone. I can't. I don't know where I, I don't know what's going on. I'm out there. My mom picks up the phone and it's my friend Paula, who worked for Pastor John Kilpatrick at the time. My, my Paula was... We, we we came through Bible school together at Brownsville. She's one of my best friends. She's like a sister to me. And she's got a real prophetic gift with dreaming. I mean a real one, not like the little feathers lady. This is a real one. <laughs> when Paula said, she used to tell me all the time, Lydia, I had a dream. And anytime she said, Lydia, I had a dream, you better get ready because it's the word of the Lord. My mom's on the phone. 
My mom knew what had just happened to me. Doesn't say anything about it to Paula. She said, Paula, Lydia can't come to the phone. She's real sick. What's going on? Paula said, Miss Rebecca, I had a dream. Mom said, what'd you dream, honey? She said, well, last night I had a dream. So before I had the experience, you tracking with me? I'm talking about real prophetic. She said, I had a dream last night that the enemy came into the room where Lydia was and said, I'm about to snuff her out. So before the devil could do it, the Holy Ghost had already given Paula the heads up. My mom knows that. But doesn't say anything. She called Paula. What's the rest of the dream? <laughs> like we need to, we need a happy ending here, Paula. Paula said, when the enemy said, "I'm about to snuff her out," the Lord said, "Oh no, you're not, because I have need of her in an end time move of my spirit. She will be on the front lines, and you will not take her out," says the Lord. I'm being real in here tonight, okay? We walked through it for a minute. It didn't lift in a day. It took about a year. I'm just real life. Why did it take a year? I have no idea. And you probably don't either. And it's okay. Sometimes you fight a fight for a minute. Sometimes it happens instantly. And sometimes you walk through it. Let me tell you what happened. Because I told you not to reject your wilderness. Let me tell you what came out of mine. Every time I get my eyes examined. This is the first part. Every time I get my eyes examined. Yes, I know. I still wear nerd glasses because I still have astigmatism in both eyes. But when they scan my right eye, they apologize to me every single time because the scar tissue stops just short of my cornea. And they always say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. What happened to you? And I get to say, my Jesus said this far and no further. I was not supposed to have any vision in my right eye after that incident, but I can see you just fine. But watch it now. When we move in, in, in altar time, in prayer time, when, whenever we're ministering to people, this used to not happen. But post shingles, after the Lord healed me, <laughs> many times when we're praying, I will have what I call a snapshot vision. Sometimes it looks like diagrams in a medical textbook. Sometimes I'll see into somebody's body. Sometimes the Lord will show me a, a spirit of depression, whatever it be in a moment. It's I'm not magnifying the gift. I'm showing you the recompense. Are you with me right now? No, I'm telling you, that didn't happen because Lydia was special. That didn't even happen because Lydia had a prayer life. That happened because the devil tried to take my vision. And God said, not only will you not take her vision, I'm going to give that back, but also now I'm going to open her spiritual vision. I said, there is a recompense. I dare you tonight. Look at the area where the enemy has put his hand on your life and just tell him, I'm keeping a receipt, buddy. I'm watching everything you touch and you're going to pay it back and you're going to pay it back double in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus, devil, you're going to pay it back. We want our families back. We want our ministries back. We want our children back. We want our money back in Jesus' name. There is a recompense. Hallelujah. You got five more minutes? Jacob, before he died, looked at his sons and he blessed them. Pretty dysfunctional blessing, if you ask me. Y'all ever read that chapter? You got all the family laundry and just aired it right in front of everybody. Very awkward moment. 
If you thought your Christmas was strange, go read the end of Genesis. It'll bless you. But in the middle of the... Listen, if God can use all of them, we're going to be fine. We're going to be just fine. Paul said these things were given to you as an example. Every time I read it, I go, praise God, I'm not as nuts as I thought. I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. Praise God. Okay. But Jacob looked at Judah and he said, Judah, you're the one. And the governing authority, the scepter of authority will never leave your tribe. Now, 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 I understand, and you should too, that that was a messianic prophet, uh, prophecy because, because Jesus came from the tribe of? Yes. But when you got saved, you got born into the family of God, and we were grafted, we are not Levites. We were grafted into the tribe of? Judah. And let me tell you, it is those who will function through praise as the vanguard that advances first. That is who will take territory in the season we're looking at. The danger of what I just preached to you is this. The glory functions in two different ways. We want the glory to come and stay, right? I'm praying for it. I want you to pray for it. I want you to want that, right? But please hear me as somebody that has survived a revival. Glory does come and stay. But if it comes and stays... There can be a danger there because somebody will feel the need to put their logo on it and market it. Come on, y'all. I like your t-shirt. I'm wearing a t-shirt. I'm not mad at anybody. Y'all okay? The danger is that someone will try to make it about their ministry. Well, the revival happened because so-and-so preached. No. The revival occurs because heaven showed up. The rest of us are not anything to talk about. There's only one king. I heard you say that. There's only one. The rest of us, we're just here to minister to his presence. The same glory that comes and stays is the same glory that Moses described. This is where it gets dangerous, y'all. It lifted up and it moved. Frustration occurs when you try to stay when it's time to move. Or when you try to move when it's time to stay. If God said it's a new season, you better get ready because relocation is coming. You want to live present central, then you better pick up the tent stakes. You want to live present central, you better get ready. That means you cannot carry a lot of baggage in your household because every time that trumpet sounds and that cloud lives, you're going to have to be able to move quickly. We don't get to delay so you can carry your junk around. Why hasn't revival come to some regions? It's because we've got people of God that have been washed in the blood, Pastor. They've cried in these altars, but when they get up and go back to their seat, they take their junk with them because they would like attention for the issues that they have instead of freedom to move forward as the vanguard. I'm preaching, but in y'all shouting. What would happen if glory came to this area? Come on. And some nights, it's him. 
And some nights it's y'all. And some nights it's y'all. And nobody knows who the heck worship team are going to get up and do nothing. And sometimes nobody can do anything at all. We don't have a right to a revival we're not actually praying for. People will invite Pastor Kilpatrick in. It makes me so mad sometimes. They'll invite Pastor Kilpatrick in. I want him to impart revival to them. I'm sitting there going, he told you what he did. They prayed for two and a half years. They gave up one of the most important services at that time. Nobody likes Sunday night now, but back in the day, that was the deal. Come on, y'all. I remember if you, I remember when I grew up when if you didn't go to Sunday night church, you was going straight to hell. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. And if in the summer in Georgia, I thought I was going to get to wear shorts to church, my mama was going to make sure I knew I was going to hell. Come on, y'all. Told me the other day my kids could wear shorts on a Sunday morning. I'm like, who are you? He took the most, one of the most important services of the week. Did away with the preaching that everybody said was mandatory and made it a house of prayer. Uh Uh That doesn't get imparted. And you know you're not ready for revival yet when there's competition in the region between pastors. Because somebody wants to brand the glory. That's not how this works. The key is keep your baggage light. Look for the cloud watch where it's going and where it's not and listen for the sound we used to (laughs) we used to sing all the time when the cloud of God's glory is moving you gotta move with the cloud move with the cloud I want to talk to you prophetically for two minutes and then we're going to have a prayer meeting, okay? There is a season of shifting in this area. I want to say amen to what pastor said. There is a season of shifting, but some of you won't make it because you've accumulated too much junk in your tent. And I came to tell you tonight, you better get the baggage light so that when you hear that sound and you see that cloud lift, you can move with the cloud. I'm telling you, there is relocation in the room tonight. There are people in the room tonight that we will not find you in the same place that you're in now. The next time we come back, it'll be an entirely different change of scenery, change of circumstances because you're going to pick up and move when you see the cloud lift. There are others that you have done everything you know to do to talk God out of where you are right now. You want to move forward and he hasn't called you to move anywhere and God is telling you hold steady. The vanguard only moves when it receives its marching orders. Come on Judah. Are we going to march as a part of the vanguard? Is there a revival remnant in the state of Texas tonight? Is anybody ready for outpouring on Pentecost weekend? Come on, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worship team, if y'all want to come. um, I don't know what in the world to tell y'all to do, but, you know, be activated. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. We're just going to. Y'all can just start by playing softly and we'll, we'll have some fun in a minute. I want to, maybe we'll talk about this some more this weekend, but Cindy Jacobs said one time at Brownsville, and it stuck with me so much. She said, if we are to pray without ceasing and we are to let the high praises of God continually be in our mouth, 
then praise is prayer and prayer is praise. So right now we are about to have what some people will think is a praise meeting and what others will think is a prayer meeting and they're both right. But it's going to get loud and messy and aggressive. Is that okay? Because here's what I know. It's time to take territory in the Bible Belt in the United States again. It's time to shake off the shackles of religion and it's time to make forward progress. It's time to move forward in Jesus' name. Are you with me? Come on, shout forward march! Forward march! So here's what we're going to do. I want you, if you're ready to have a prayer meeting, I want you to, let's see how many people we can cram in this altar. Come on. Come on, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yes, 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 yes. Father, release praise and prayer and intercession in this room right now in Jesus' name. God, from the front to the back, from side to side, release it all over this room right now. Now. I love what Misty was saying. Use your voice. Come on. You lift your voice right now. Come on. Yeah, Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. We decree a shifting in Jesus' name. We decree a shifting in Jesus' name. We decree a breaking in Jesus' name. Hey, Hallelujah. 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 Here's what I want us to do for just a second. We're going to praise God in a couple different ways. Because I, I need you to understand that this is a thing that we do even when we're not in this room. So everything we're about to do can be done in your car, in your house. I have proven many times that you can do this while folding laundry and wrestling a two-year-old. It can be done. So this, the Bible says... That when you pray in the Holy Ghost, it's Pentecost weekend, y'all know that, right? When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you are praying the perfect will of God and you are declaring the praises of God. You're just bypassing your brain cells to do it. Which, in other words, that means you're cutting all the fluff out the way, right? So for the next five minutes, I want you to lift your voice as loud as you can. Take the paint right off these walls. Build yourself up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Ready? One, two, three, go! Come on, church. Hey, 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 hey,
Come on, things are breaking. Things are breaking. Things are breaking. Come on, church. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, Judah. Come on, Vanguard. See, this is what happens. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, things start happening. Things start happening. If you have, I'm sorry guys, I'm messing y'all up. We're going to keep flowing in prayer and praise. If you have a cancer diagnosis, I want you to come quickly. Come quickly. Cancer. Cancer, come quickly. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just like Jesus cursed the fig tree. I speak to every cell of that cancer in Jesus' name. I command you to shrivel and die. I curse you in Jesus' name. Dry up and leave her body right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Go from her body right now. I command it in Jesus' name. Let her go. 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 Now. I break that assignment of your life now in Jesus' name. I break that assignment of death off of your life in Jesus' mighty name. I break it because of the power of the blood of Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Jesus, we praise you because you're the healer. I give you praise because you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord, our healer. You sent your word and you healed our disease. Hallelujah.
Go now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I, I don't want to be, um, I don't want to embarrass anybody. I just heard ovarian cysts. Ovarian cysts. I, I don't want to embarrass anybody. But if that's you, I want to pray for you. Where? you she pointing. Well, come, come here. Come here. They done ratted y'all out. Everybody got to get healed of something at some point or another, right? It's two. You two. Three. Okay. Come, come, come. It's okay. Oh. My goodness, look at that. Look at that. When was the last time I called out something like ovarian cysts? See, the Holy Ghost, you know, sometimes in a region, when you call out a word, tons of people will respond and the enemy will show you what his strategy in the region has been. See, the enemy is against the product of the womb. How weird is it, Pastor? The week that Texas signs one of the most severe anti-abortion. Thank you, by the way. And the Holy Ghost says ovarian cysts. Would you look at that? I don't know if you heard how we prayed for cancer. Please understand, we don't ask God to take it away. We command it to go. We are not negotiating. We command it to shrivel and die, and we curse it like Jesus cursed the fig tree. So I don't know what kind of ovarian cysts we're dealing with here, and it doesn't matter. What we're going to do is curse it, command it to shrivel and die. If you don't know what to pray, pray in tongues. But don't nobody pray doubt prayers in here right now. Are you ready? One, two, three, pray. In Jesus' name, I rebuke those cysts. I command them, shrivel and die. Now in the name of Jesus. Go now. I command it in Jesus' name. I speak life to your womb. I speak life to your womb right now. In Jesus' name. Yes. In Jesus' name. Go from her body. Go from her body. Go now. Command it. Shrivel up and die. Jesus, because of the stripes on his back, I command those ovarian cysts shrivel up and die. Shrivel up and die in Jesus' name. We speak life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Did you see? I need you to just see it. Are you seeing what your praise produces? Your praise produces something. Sometimes you'll pray. See, the throne is moving in right now. I, I said the throne is moving in right now. That means infirmity has to go right now. 
I'm in, I'm in for this altar time to look a little bit differently, but as long as the Holy Ghost is doing stuff, excuse me for just a minute. Father, as your servant, I take authority over every sickness. I rebuke chronic pain in Jesus' name. I rebuke every lung condition. I rebuke every nerve condition. Sickness, disease, infirmity, you go in Jesus' name. Go right now in Jesus' name. We speak to every sickness, every condition, be made whole. I take authority over every spirit of darkness. In Jesus' name, leave this place right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We say, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I just can't get away from healing for a minute. I don't know what the, the deal is, but that just seems to be where he's moving. If you've got a condition in your body, I want you to wave at me right now. That's not a lack of faith. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing what's up. Okay. Hold your hand up. Leave it up. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak that the healing virtue of Jesus touch every person whose hand is lifted that represents a condition, a sickness, pain, whatever it is. We rebuke it, command it to go right now. And I speak that your healing virtue touch every life. I rebuke arthritis in Jesus' name. Go right now. Go right now. Degenerative discs be made whole. Degenerative disc disease be made whole. In Jesus' name. Who is that? Degenerative discs. Is it you? Come here, brother. I'm going to pray for him. You too? Okay. If you've had your hand up, praying for Good night, nurse. Okay, if you come, come. It's okay. I'm going to pray for all y'all degenerative disc people. But if you had your hand lifted and that's not what you had, we pray that the healing virtue of Jesus would touch you. Now you take that hand that you had lifted and you put it where the pain is and you talk to your pain and command it to go. Are you ready? I'm going to pray for these guys. You put your hand on your condition and begin to move your body. Begin to do whatever. In Jesus' name, be made whole. Ready, set, go. I speak to that back. Body now. Pain, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I command that back. Be made whole. Be made whole in Jesus' name. Be made whole in Jesus' name. Man. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. Now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Degenerative discs be made whole. Degenerative discs be made whole. In the name of Jesus and because of the blood. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, put your hand on your condition right now. Come on, church. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Now, if you sense a change in your condition, whether you're beginning to feel a change or whether you're all the way healed, wave at me right now. 
What's happening? Uh, I was, my cysts were hurting me, and they're not hurting anymore. Okay, so you had ovarian cysts. They're not hurting anymore. They were hurting tonight. They're not hurting anymore. Come on, y'all. Hallelujah. Jesus, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What happened to you? Your hands have been bothering you for a long time. Was it arthritis? Do you know? You have no idea. Were you in pain tonight? And how do you feel right now? No pain. What? Come on, y'all. Anybody else? Wave at me. Wave at me. Okay. Now, this is a part that some of y'all gonna get nervous. How many of y'all would still say, I've got pain? Okay, you still got some pain. Okay. Now, this is where church people get discouraged. We forget, Elijah prayed seven times. We've prayed one time. Come on, y'all. So, my brother says he's still in pain. Is anybody going to help me pray the prayer of faith in here right now? So lift up your voice, stretch out your hand, speak to those degenerative discs to be made whole in Jesus' name. Come on. Right now, I speak to the pain and the cause of it. Line up right now with the word of God. I break that assignment of chronic pain off of his life. And I speak, be made whole right now. Healing virtue of Jesus from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I speak to every disc in your back. Be made whole right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'll break every curse that's been spoken against him. There it is, right there. I'll break every curse that's been spoken against him right now. In Jesus' name, go. In Jesus' name, go. Right now. I said the curse is broken because the blood. Because of the blood, the curse is broken. Go from his body right now. Infirmity, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Go now. Hallelujah. Go right now. In Jesus' name. Come on, church, pray. Come on, church, pray. Okay, he's saying he's feeling an improvement. We still got some pain, but he's feeling an improvement. Contend with me, church. Go now. In Jesus' name. Okay. All right. 
I want you guys to hear this, okay? Are, are y'all having fun? This beats everything else that's happening around here on a Friday night. Plus, you're not going to have a hangover in the morning. It's awesome. Okay, what's your name, man? Lucas. Lucas. Lucas, you, you, okay, you got degenerative disc disease, they say. Okay, or at least you did. Okay, now, you were at what kind of pain level tonight? Probably an eight. I want, I want you to tell them where you're at right now. Three or less. Some people would say, but he's not all the way healed yet. I think you're crazy. You celebrate the beginning just like you celebrate the end. Now, we've been praying for Lucas, but now we're going to move over into praise. If you're experiencing healing in your body, come on, I want you to praise God in the opposite of what the devil attacks you with. Lift up praise to Jehovah Rapha right now. Come on. Jesus, we thank you that the pain is going. We thank you that the assignment is broken. The curse is broken. We give you praise because you're the healer. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Lift it. Hallelujah. Now, we've been sort of playing around the edges on this. Well, we're going to do one more thing before we go. I said the vanguard is the front part of an army that advances first, right? And all of y'all shouted and said you wanted to be a part of the vanguard, right? You still want to be in the vanguard? Okay. Here's the deal. There ain't no use acting like we're going to be a military force that advances first if we don't have a war cry. Any good fighting force has a battle cry, right? Can I tell you? Because the vanguard, we don't accept our circumstances. We do not accept the terms and conditions of the attack of hell. We don't even fight from a defensive position. We go on the offense and say, we're taking the fight to you. If you're going to do that, you got to have a war cry. Yes. You know, all my life I've heard folk talk about praying through. But something powerful happened to me when I started praising through. Because see, praying through means you get down in this altar and you don't get up and go to Denny's. You stay here until you feel the shift, right? Okay. For all y'all that's under 30, grab somebody in here with white hair and ask them what pray through means, okay? Find somebody like me that's covering up the gray. Come on, come on. But something powerful happens when you begin to praise through. What we're going to do right now is, and we might do some more of this tomorrow, I don't know. So pace yourself, girls. You lose your voice. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to sustain our shouts. I want you to lift up shouts of praise and do not stop until you feel the shift. Okay? Because we said we're taking regions for revival in this area, yes? You said it's your revival remnant, yes? You said you're a part of Judah, yes? You said you're the vanguard, right? So we're going to lift up a shout that shakes Texas in the name of Jesus. Are you ready? Don't stop until it shifts. This is where the the non-aggressive people are going to get nervous. You can be still and know that he's God later. This ain't that altar call. We'll do that another time. I want a shout that makes the devil have to wear depends. Are y'all ready? All right. 
I feel like running, man. <laughs> Just somebody. Be- <laughs> like a running back. Give me the football and turn me loose. You ready? Come on. One, two, three. Judah, arise, Judah. Oh. Oh. 
will push back. We are the ones that will push back. We are the ones that will push back. Arise, Judah. Arise, Judah. Arise, Judah. Arise, Judah. Arise, arise, Judah. Hey, arise, Judah. Oh, arise, Judah. Arise. We are the ones that will push back. We are the ones that will push back. We are the ones that will push back. We are the ones. We are the ones. Yeah, we are the ones that will push back. We are the ones that will push back. We are the ones that will push back. We are the one with Arise Judah Arise Judah Arise Judah Arise Judah Arise Judah Yeah 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 Arise Judah Arise Judah Arise Judah Presence, I will camp my tent. 
Looking at your presence, I will camp my tent. Looking at your presence, arise, Judah, arise, Judah. I will camp my tent. Looking at your presence, I will camp my tent. Looking at your presence, I will camp my tent. Looking at your presence, arise, Judah, arise, Judah. We will camp our tents. Looking at your presence, we will camp our tents. Looking at your presence, we will camp our tents. Looking at your presence, arise, Judah. 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 the ones that will push back we are the ones that will push back we are the ones that will push back arise Judah and we are the ones that will push back we are the ones that will push back we are the ones that will push back arise Judah now listen let me let me let me say something for the ones that are kind of like, what the heck are y'all talking about? Because, you know, sometimes you got to explain yourself. What do you mean when we are the ones that will push back? Simply means that we're not going to let atmosphere, regional principalities and powers to dictate to us how we're supposed to worship. David became even more undignified than this. And so when we say arise Judah, what we're saying is we're going to become even more undignified than this. Amen. So we are the ones that will push back. We are the ones that will push back. Push back religion. The ones that will push back. Right. We are the ones. The ones that will push. We are the ones that will push. We are the ones that will push back. We are the way. We are the ones that will push back. We are the ones that will push back. We are the ones that will push back. Come on, let's declare it one more time. We are the ones that will push back. We are the ones that will push back. Yeah, we are the ones that will push back. We are the ones that will push back. Come on. Come on. Come on, declare it. Decree it. Let back we are the ones that will push back we are the ones that will we are the ones we are the ones we are the ones that will push back 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 so father right now in the name of Jesus I thank you for what you've done this evening Father, I thank you that you're not through. There's more. So, Father, we expect, we will leave tonight expecting more. And so, Father, I thank you for what was done. I thank you, Father, for the fresh release of 
Pentecostal power that's released tonight. I thank you for the miracles, the signs, the wonders. And I thank you for a fresh hunger in the hearts of your people. And Father, as we leave tonight, we thank you, Father, for angels of protection around everybody. And Father, we declare a supernatural blessing to be upon each house represented here. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to release those that want to be gone, released. Those that want to stay in praise, let's praise. God bless you. We love you. There's product in the back. <clears throat>